Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. And welcome to another episode of the Bull and the Bear podcast here on MoneyandMarkets.com. I am Matt Clark. Glad you're uh, glad you're with us today. Hope everyone had a uh, a good long holiday weekend. I know if you're like me, it's never long enough. But you know, hey, getting back uh, getting back into the swing of things, getting back into the market, uh, very exciting, especially now. Um, one thing to uh, remind everyone that in terms of podcasts, if you're listening to us uh, via podcast, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio and uh, a bevy of other podcasts. Uh, providers out there. So pick your poison and by all means, listen, give us a review. Let us know what you think. If you have questions or whatnot, by all means, let us know. We're, uh, we're all about the feedback and uh, getting that uh, getting that information. I'm going to jump right in today because we're going to keep things short. Uh, I, I, I have uh, my, my guests here I kind of jumped in at the at the last minute because I didn't plan properly uh, to accommodate for the holiday weekend, but he was fortunate enough to uh, to to agree uh, to to my grilling and uh, and whatnot the, for uh, for today. So. Uh, let me let me give you a little bit of background first. Um, first off, the guest I have here, he, he's a, a chartered market technician. And if you aren't aware of what that is, look it up because it would take me way too long to describe it. All I know is that the testing for it is excessively involved and it makes taking your GMATs or your GRE or any other t- standardized test like that look like a breeze because it is a it is a it is a long arduous process and it's 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 harder than taking the bar in, in any state. So uh, to achieve that kind of recognition uh, is certainly is certainly says something and, and what uh, what a CMT uh, can do is uh, you know well beyond the means and scope of what I can explain. But uh, but our our guest here has it. Um, one thing that is of interest is is and I'll just tell you who it is. Chad Shoup. He's he's with Banyan Hill Publishing. He's uh, uh he, he's the editor of Automatic Profits Alert and also Quick Hit Profits. Um and, and we'll get more into what those services are here in, in in just in fact I'll just get into it now. Automatic Profits Alert. Um and I'm not going to give away the farm, Chad, because I don't I don't want to do that. But uh, you know it, it's basically a service. That it, it it takes advantage of kind of seasonal patterns in the market. Um, you know, basically Chad took a calendar that hardly any of us ever really know about. We don't know about it. I mean, it's just one of those things that Wall Street insiders have and, and, and they use that to predict booms and busts in the market. And it's actually worked for the last, uh, for the last hundred years. And, and he's taken that calendar and made a trading service out of it that is wildly successful. And when I say wildly, I don't mean that lightly. I mean wildly successful. So he's able to look at those seasonal patterns and, and make a lot of hay for investors uh, in, in, in terms of, of using those patterns. Then he's, he's got quick hit profits. This looks at stock surges kind of after company earnings announcements and things like that and really capitalizes on those. Earnings, as, as we've written before and as, as everyone is probably well well aware, earnings play a big, big role in terms of a stock price, uh, either right before or right after. Uh, and, and Chad takes that information and captures that and uses his own proprietary algorithms and, 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 and whatnot, mathematical equations and, and things like that, and, and, and finds uh, solid winners for people to, uh, for, for investors to play. So uh, without further ado, I want to bring in Chad Shoup. And, and, and Chad, I, I've been kind of on an options kick of late. I, I've talked to uh, our, our chief investment strategist, Adam O'Dell, last week about options. Um, it's just something that's kind of fascinating. And, 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 you know, we touched on this last week, but I, people look at options as being way too difficult. 
as just something that is just way over the head of, of anyone. People shy away from options, and really they don't have to. It's basically just you learn some of the lingo, learn how to make the trade, and the gains are triple digits, uh, at least potentially, whether you're selling calls or puts. And in terms of being able to do that, you do that very well. So first off, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Matt. Um, and I appreciate you reaching out. Anytime you need some content, you know, I'm here for you. So I'm glad <laughs> to be on today. Um, and, you know, you covered a lot. And thanks for all the kind words, um, especially on the CMT. Um, I mean, the test, it is pretty difficult. But I would say that when you go to take any of these higher level tests, even the bar or, um, you know, to get into any other higher level sort of school, um, when it comes to CMT, this is really, it's my specialty. So it may be a difficult test to take, but I'm, I'm really passionate about it. So I'm really into all the textbooks and kind of going above and beyond to where by the time it's time to take the test, I've already been kind of overwhelmed with all the information. So it's, it doesn't seem that hard to me personally, but I, I know it is a difficult task. And a lot of people have failed when they go to try to pass the three levels for the CMT. Um, but, you know, when you're into it and you're in the practice and you're just kind of living and breathing this all this technical analysis and all this content, then it just starts to flow and starts to come to you a little quicker. Um, but I would say one service that you left off though was a uh, pure income. Yeah, so- I did. I, I know. I, and I just thought of that just as you mentioned it in terms of pure income, I'm like, Oh man. And he's going to ding me for it. And as well, you should. Uh, but yeah, Chad, Chad is the editor of uh, that was why you want to be on today. No, it is. It is for sure. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for sure. And, and pure income is, is Chad's option service. Uh, and, and I tell you what, if, if you're looking for, for gangbuster returns and gangbuster profits, uh, that is certainly one that you want to keep your eye on. And because and, I, I, I see it all the time. I see the alerts come out and I see the gains that, that, that you're making. And, and I, I get blown away on, on a, almost yeah, with, a daily basis. Well, with, with a pure income, one of the big things about it though, is that we, it's called pure income. So we always pitch it as this kind of the income angle, just generate consistent returns because in that service, we're not going for like knock it out of the park returns. We're not buying options. We're selling options. So it's a different nature of kind of trade that we're just looking to just get, I call them base hits. Basically, we're just trying to get, get on the basis, get profits and continue to collect these gains in a relatively short period of time. It could be one month to three months where we're just kind of in and out of these trades and just collecting the income. And then once that trades up, we can go into another trade. And that's really a key aspect behind all the services that I run is that I focus more on uh, short-term trading strategies where even the seasonal service or trading after earnings, we're only looking to hold these positions for just a couple of months. But that allows us to kind of um, do quite a bit different than like the typical buy and hold approach where you're stuck holding a stock for years and just hoping that it goes up 30, 40, maybe a hundred percent over the next couple of years. We're just trying to get in and out of these positions in just a matter of months, trying to get 10%, 20% in just a couple of months, not in years. And then you do that throughout an entire year. And then by the end of the year, you're looking at 40%, 50%, maybe even a hundred percent returns based on the types of strategies that we trade, um, depending on which one you take. So it's it really offers incredible gains. And it's just by taking a shorter term approach and just kind of getting in and out at the right time, just taking the, the profits as they come, basically. We're just letting the market kind of dictate these games. We come in when there's opportunities and we're just looking to take these profits, get off the table, and then go into a new trade and find more profits. So with pure income, it's selling put options. So it kind of naturally does that for us because there's an expiration date. And basically when we sell options, we're there to collect a premium for the option, the big, big risk with selling put options. And this is why a lot of brokers 
make it extremely difficult to actually sell put options because they say they're extremely risky, but in reality, they're no riskier than buying a stock. Actually, I consider them less risky than buying a share of stock. And you'll see why once you understand how the selling put options work, but the broker calls them risky because they just think that individual investors maybe don't know what they're doing. So if you get into something, whether it's buying options or selling options, and you're not sure about the risk versus reward for your trade, then that's where you can get in trouble because you can risk too much on the trade and you end up losing a lot more money than you plan to uh, even put up, put up at risk because you just weren't sure how much money you stood to lose from that trade. So that's why when we sell put options, my number one rule, I talk about it in every alert and it's the big thing to just take away whenever you're going to sell a put option on a stock. So this is different than buying an option, but when you're going to sell a put option, the biggest risk is that you'll end up owning shares of the stock. So even though your premium is going to be higher for some of these smaller cap stocks that are extremely volatile and they'll pay you a bunch of money for you to come in and say that you'll want to buy these shares at a certain price and that's selling the put options. So you'll collect a lot of money. But if your risk is owning that stock, then you always have to step back and say, is this a stock that I really want to own? If that's my worst case scenario, I need to make sure that this is a company that I want to own today. And then that way, if two to three months from now, if the worst case scenario plays out and the stock falls below the price that you picked for the option, um, then that's the price you end up paying for the stock. So if it falls below that, then you're stuck paying that price. And I can walk you through an example today if we have time just to kind of explain in detail instead of just these high level, sure. you know, real terms, we can walk through just a quick, you know, stock example, just showing you how it works. Absolutely. And, and I think you, you, you touch on something that's very important. And, and, and the reason why I see it's important is because, you know, my wife always tells me that if you're going to buy something, make sure you love it. You know, whether it's a car, whether it's a TV, whether it's a house, not that I buy a lot of any of those, but you know, if, if you're going to buy something, anything, even clothing, make sure you love it. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to wear it. You're not going to use it. You're not going to drive it. You're not going to want to live in it, it. You know, whatever that happens to be. And I think the same type of, this is what you're describing here in terms of, of when you're selling put options, because like I said, like you said, the worst case scenario is that you, you're going to own the stock. And, and, you know, so you better darn sure make sure that you, 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 you are really into the company that you're selling the put option for, because you have to think of that worst case scenario. Don't think about all the gains you're going to make. Think about what happens. Like, like I've always told investors don't risk more than what you're willing to lose because that's the mentality you have to have. So that way when it happens, it's not really a big shock, but when the gains happen, it's massive. So I think that that's a really good analogy. That's a really good philosophy to have, whether you're buying, um, whether you're, whether it's options, whether it's straight across stock, whether you're looking at ETFs, you've got to really be into the sector or the companies that you're going to buy. Otherwise, you know, the losses are just that much worse and the gains really just don't feel as good as they should. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more when you look at even like the approach that Warren Buffett takes, his goal is to basically look at where do you see the company in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. If you start to put question marks around, well, 10 years from now, it's going to be able to do this, but 20 years from now, I don't know, technology is kind of going to catch up to it. And I don't know where it's going to be because the market is already looking out 20, 30 years from now. So if you're looking out 20 years from now and you're having question marks about the company just based on where technology is today or where the developments are today in that industry. And it's definitely a stock that you kind of want to avoid now because it's going to catch up to the company quicker than you would expect. You don't want to try to come in and pick up just the last few uh, percent returns from this company before you think maybe it's going to be obsolete. So you always just want to think about companies, especially whenever you have a risk like this, where it's you, you could end up owning shares of the stock for, maybe it's even months or maybe a year at a time. 
but you just want to make sure that it's a company that you, you can see the future for it. You, you have a vision, you understand the fundamentals, you at least understand what you're buying into. So that way, you know, you know what you're getting. And then when the prices are volatile or fluctuate a lot, then you can sit back and be like, well, I know what I'm holding. I know where it's worth, you know, years from now. So I'll just wait for the market to kind of adjust to that. And it's, um, and it's also kind of nice because I think what investors tend to do now more so than, than before is trade on headlines. And you know, trade on trade on the news cycle. We have to understand the news cycle is a twenty four hour news cycle. That's that's just how it is. Whether no matter where mm-hmm. what news you follow, it's a twenty four hour cycle. Markets and gains and losses don't work that way. And and if you're trying to trade, um, whether it's options or straight across stock or ETFs or REITs or whatever, and you're trying to do that based on a headline, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be successful. I would say 9.9 times out of 10, it's not going to work for you. So by use, by adopting the philosophy of, you know, love it, buy it if you love it, or buy it if you're, if you're into it, however you want to phrase it, takes away that, that need to watch headlines, that need to, to react to every piece of news that comes out um, whenever it comes out. It, it takes that away, and I think that's a very smart play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is when you just sit back and think about, all the risks that kind of go into a stock and the headlines, there's always that saying that, you know, buy the rumors, sell the news. So the stocks, whatever the news that are making headlines, that's that's already kind of old news. The investors that own a stock, they were already expecting this to play out. They've been banking on this. So once it starts to happen, they're taking profits off the table. So you don't see the kind of run up like you would on some positive news piece or negative news piece that you would expect just from kind of sitting back and reading the headlines. So it's, yeah, it's important to just keep all that in mind and just understand the basics of the company that you want to own, the fundamentals behind it and how it's going to trade. And that way you understand the risk that you're taking. I mean, one company we ended up owning recently in pure income was a smile direct club. So they're the, they make the aligners for your teeth. Um, and they're basically been all online um, to where you just, you go into their website and you can order them. Sometimes you go to their smile shops, but they've, they really got, they really got crushed here with the pandemic, with, malls closing this was a smaller cap stock so it particularly got hit hard but um a lot of positive news has been coming out for the company like they are now able to partner with dentists so they can be into your dentist like the align or currently with your dentist the um, invisalign so they can be there now competing with invisalign getting contracts with all these different dentists so they they really knocked down the barriers to their entry and they, even though they started virtually they're starting to creep into more spaces that are going to give them more growth. So even though the stock's down today, you know, I'm excited about the future of the company. I know we hold, um, I know the fundamentals of the business and how the, just the teeth alignment business is going to continue to grow. And as more people get easy access to these companies and as the price continues to fall, more people are going to be looking to do this, um, this pretty simple process to straighten their teeth. And um, so that's why it's not direct club, even though we ended up owning the stock and we're down a little bit, I'm still excited to hold it today. And I'm not panicking and selling just because the stock's down based on this volatility that we're seeing in the stock. I know where it's supposed to head in the coming weeks. So it's one that we're going to keep in our portfolio. We'll continue to manage it and look for ways to add to our position by either selling covered calls. And that's another thing with options is that there's basically a way to manage any stock position you have, whether it's, you know, buying protective puts to hedge the downside or selling covered calls. Basically, you don't have to sell your stock. You can manage it with options to put you in a position to where you either get paid to close it out you're managing your risk instead of putting in a stop loss where you want, would want to sell. And then the market see that. So they, they push it, they manipulate it. So it's just using options. If you're afraid or if you're worried about kind of jumping into it, it's a pretty small learning curve 
and you just start with the basics, understanding the risk, understanding the rewards of selling put options or buying put options or buying call options. And once you start to get those basics down, then you can really start to apply it to virtually any position in your portfolio, whether it's a stock or option. You learn how to manage these trades on your own. And it's just kind of no-brainer trades that are pretty simple. And you can just start to implement them whenever you feel free, basically, once you understand just a few basics. And it, it doesn't take long. I mean, once you get into this, it's literally just a couple of days of maybe reading some content. There's a ton of free information online about options and about how to trade them. I know our company, uh, Banyan Hill Publishing, we post a lot online, which is free for you to just come in and learn a lot about options, how they work, um, and even how to place the trades online, the risk rewards. So there's the content's out there. You know, you just have to make a little bit of an effort and you can find all this information and you'll understand a lot more about options and you'll be able to trade them profitably and have fun with it as well. Now, real quick, you said you had uh, you, you had an example in, in terms of, of of how how a let's say a put option specifically would 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 work in in, in this in this framework. So I guess go ahead, I, I'll give you the floor. I'll, we'll close it out. Give, give okay. me your, give me your example. Yeah, I mean, I, so the one I was going to give you an example of is basically just selling a put option. And um, so when it comes to that, I basically have a triple check method that I run through for. There's three things that I want to check, and the first thing is just to make sure it's a stock that I want to buy. So. We've already covered that. You got to make sure that these are companies that you want to own today. But then the second and third step basically get into the details of the put option. So we're selling the put option. So we're looking to collect a premium. Um, but the key thing to remember is that you may end up owning shares of the stock. So the put option, even though it may be listed. So let's say we want to buy a stock that's currently trading around $55 a share. And we're going to select a strike price of $50. So the stock's currently trading at 55, but we don't want to pay that price for it because well, we could just buy it today. We don't want to pay higher than it because then we're overpaying for the stock. So we always want to pay less for the stock. And my rule of thumb there is to go about three to 10% below where the stock is currently trading. Find a price that's going to give you the premium that's worth you having exposure to this company because you also pick an expiration date. So the stock's trading at $55. Then we pick our strike price. That's the price that we want to own the stock at is $50. So then based on our expiration date, I'll go to the broker and I'll look at different expirations and see what they're paying me. I like to go out about two to three months. That's the ideal scenario for the maximum amount of income versus the market risk. Cause you can go out six months or a year from now, but your risk is going to go through the roof because you're just exposing yourself to the market over that extended period of time. Two to three months is when you go to technical analysis, we can kind of highlight key trends, key areas to look at over the next two to three months that's about as far out as we can comfortably predict. So that area kind of gives us the sweet spot for collecting the maximum amount of income and the shortest market exposure. So with this uh, $50 strike price, maybe we collect $5 a share. Now that's our income. So then keep in mind that options though, they trade 100 shares per contract. So even though I say it's $50 a strike price and $5 a share, we're trading 100 shares of these for one contract. So that's something that when you sell put options, a lot of people overlook because you see the income you're getting $5 per share. And for, so for one contract, that's 500 bucks. But if you do 10 contracts, you can see that this just starts skyballing, spiraling. As you go into your brokerage account, you just change contracts from one, the five, the 10, and you just see your income just stacking up big time. But keep in mind, you still have to have money at the brokerage to buy the stock. So $50 strike price, 100 shares, that's $5,000 for one contract. So you do two contracts, you're up to $10,000 that your broker is going to tie up to collect the money for that trade. So you just got to keep that in mind because that's your money that's at risk 
that's going to tie up a lot of money in your portfolio if you don't have too much. So when you go to sell a put option, just always keep in mind the strike prices, the income you're collecting, and then the fact that it's 100 shares per trade. But your worst case scenario when you go to make this trade, so it's a trading at $55 today. We sold a strike price of $50 over the next three months, and we collected $5 in premium. So our biggest risk is if the stock falls below $50 a share over the next three months, that's when we, as the seller of the put option, would have to buy the stock possibly at $50. The risk here is that the stock could fall to $40 at $35, and we still end up paying $50 a share for that stock because that's the price that we said we would pay it at. But in return, we got paid. The $5 in premium is ours to keep no matter what, whether we end up owning the stock or if we don't end up owning the stock, it doesn't matter. That $5 is ours. So it essentially reduces our break-even down to $45. So if you go back to the beginning, we have a $55 strike price, a $45 break-even price, and that's basically how we're setting up our trade from day one. That's our risk versus reward. The risk is that the stock could fall below that, but our reward is already, basically we've already collected it. It's ours to keep, and we'll just hold the stock from there because it's a stock that we already wanted to own. So we, we don't have to panic if it starts to see some volatility or if anything even hits the market like a pandemic which we went through with some of our recent trades. So we don't have to panic because we already knew why we held these shares. As long as the fundamentals on that didn't change and the outlooks continue to improve, then these are companies that we're happy to own, happy to hold and continue to manage until we get the profitability. And with this strategy though, because of the triple check method, because of the cushion that we create there from the from day one that we go to sell these productions, it's one of the highest win rate strategies that exists in the market. Um, in 2019, we only had one loss in about 30 trades, recommendations open and closed for profits. So only one loss in 2019 over the last six or seven years that we've been running this live, real time with real trade recommendations, we've had a greater than 90% win rate. So that's 90 out of every 100. That's massive. That's huge, man. I mean, you, you don't, you, a profit. you can't do that on your own. Uh, your very few brokerage houses are going to do that for you. I mean, that is, that is, I don't say it lightly. That's impressive. It was very yeah. impressive. And because of that, though, we don't have to go for the gains where we're trying to knock it out of the park. We're just getting these smaller profits after smaller profits. It could be. And those add up. Those add up. Yeah, over a few months. And you do it again the next few months. And then when you do have one position that's a loss, it's okay because we manage it from there. We don't automatically close it as a loss as long as the fundamentals for the company didn't change. And then from there, we can manage it. And then as long as you spread your capital out. So don't go all in on one trade. Spread it out to as many trades as you can, five or six. That way, if one starts to tie up your capital, you still have your other ones where you're rolling it over, continuing to stack profits. And that's really the power of these shorter term trades is that we can continue to start with just smaller returns, 10, 15%. But over a year's time, we're walking away with 30, 40, 50% returns in a year, outperforming the stock market year after year, just based on this simple strategy. And it's once you understand how selling put options work, it's it's really easy just to get to do it on your own, to find stocks that you just go through the checklist. There are companies you want to own. You just make sure you're collecting enough premium. You know what strike price and expiration date to go out to. And then all of a sudden you're out there in the market and you're making these trades on your own. Um, and as long as it's a company you want to own, then you'll be happy with even the worst case scenario. And that just ties back. If you, if you, if you want to buy it, make sure you love it. So Chad, I appreciate the time. That was, uh, that was great, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on and I hope you had a great weekend. I didn't even say anything about that, but make sure, uh, check out Chad shoot You can, uh, you can uh, find him there. 
Um, he writes all the time. He's uh, you can you can get information on his three services, uh, and, and 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 please do because uh, I tell you what, you will not be disappointed. Um, if you do, so you'll, you'll be missing out if you don't. So Chad, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the bull and the bear. This, uh, this has been the bull and the bear podcast here on money and markets. Again, um, we are on Apple, uh, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, and a bevy of others that I don't even know. So I, I'll just keep it, keep it to that. Also, we have a YouTube channel, go to YouTube and, uh, just type in the bull and the bear podcast and uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we, we put out videos, uh, on a regular basis, more so here coming up soon so uh, we're really excited about that but make sure you do that leave us a comment leave us a question if you there's a particular topic you'd like us to talk about to address by all means man we'll uh, we'll certainly do that coming up on friday Charles Sizemore and Money and Markets Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell will be back in with us. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, I don't know. We're, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, all, the, you know, the market, uh, the market is is up nicely today. It was up nicely yesterday. Uh, the S and P uh, crossed over the three thousand threshold, moved back down, kind of retreated a little bit. Um, the, the Dow, uh, at last glance, was at over twenty five thousand. So things appear to be going up. Is that going to last? Who knows? Uh, you, you want to talk to guys like Chad Shoop and Adam O'Dell to find out because they'll have the inside uh, inside info for you. But uh, make sure you check us out, moneymarkets.com, bandinghill.com for Chad Shoop. Uh, so for Chad Shoop, I'm Matt Clark. I uh, hope uh, everyone has a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you again on Friday. Until then, save trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 